BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everyone was right. I was nothing. And yet somehow during my lowest moment, something beautiful came out of it, right? A completely new life. And it's crazy when you change your perspective on what rock bottom can actually mean. It's like, hey, you're finally standing on something. So it's only up from here. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-love podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your host and your big sister, Violetta. So quick reminder, really quick to hit the subscribe button, whether you're currently listening on Spotify or on Apple, so you never miss an episode again. We have a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, and also we are now on YouTube. That's right. I've officially joined YouTube, so you can watch this episode on YouTube. So go support me by subscribing to my YouTube channel, Almost Adulting on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like. I think it helps with the algorithm or something. I don't know. I'm new to YouTube, but yeah. Welcome. Okay, so today is the last day of August. And as we're entering into September, which is all about mental health month, I decided that today is the perfect day to have an episode, solo episode, where it's a three-part episode where I basically did journal entries. It's journal form. It's things that I've written down over the last couple of months. All three parts are important and they correlate with one another. And when you listen to them, you will understand how they all correlate. And it's all about drum roll. Just kidding. Uh, We don't have the budget for that. So I had to use my voice. But it's all about manifesting your best life. What I mean by that, it's a three part of what's holding you back from manifesting your dream life or just achieving your dream life if you don't believe in quote unquote manifesting. I thought this was a good episode to get into the September month. Like I said, it's all about mental health, all about checking in with ourselves. Personally, I've had a voice in my head lately that's been telling me that I'm not doing enough, that I'm behind that all of these high hopes that I've had for this year. Now it's too late. Maybe maybe I'll try again next year. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. Like it's common where we start the beginning of the year on such a high and then we get knocked down a few times or we black out a few times and we forget. And then suddenly it's freaking August or September and you feel like it's too late, like you missed out. So basically yesterday when I was being really mean to myself and talking to myself in a way where I would never speak to a best friend. I stopped myself because I realized that if this is the worst that I can feel right now, if this is the lowest where I am at, then damn, guess what? At least I'm standing on something finally and I can only go up from here, you know? Have you ever felt that you've stopped dreaming? 
that your life has taken a different direction than the one that you thought you once were going to have. So if you're a human being and currently experiencing life, then I'm sure you have. It's mad, you know, because when we're children, we have so much hope and we believe in love and we believe that we are going to be so successful that we're going to achieve everything we've ever wanted, that everything is going to work out for us. And then as we get older, as adults, all of that kind of starts to fade away. It feels like a dream and we get sucked into this reality of what we believe the reality should be. And that's what we're supposed to be, you know, miserable or that life just doesn't work out or that the bad guys do win or that maybe love is not for you or maybe being successful and winning in life is just not in the cards. Maybe it's too late. Maybe you tried too many times and failed. Maybe you're just unlucky. Whatever sad story you've been telling yourself, you tell yourself the same lie so many times that eventually, not only do you start to believe in it, but it becomes your reality. Why can't we choose a different story for ourselves? Like me thinking that I'm behind or that it's too late for me. What if it's not? Why can't you choose to believe that maybe you do deserve to be loved, that maybe you do deserve to find success and all these doors that closed on you were meant to bring you to this exact moment right now where things will finally work out. Maybe you do deserve to be happy. I mean, why not? So I get it. And I've been there more than once, actually constantly. (laughs) All I have is time on my hands to think. But I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay in your current reality. I know I no longer want to. I'm bored of feeling sad and allowing life to pass me by while I wait for something to happen to me instead of making it happen for me, instead of me making it happen. And I love you besties. And I love how you guys always email me or DM me telling me how I always always come off so uplifting and positive. And I almost always help you guys with my advice. But guess what? When I uplift you guys, I'm uplifting myself as well, because at the end of the day, when you give advice to someone, you're actually just giving it to yourself, you know? So let's all of us right now get re-inspired together today and let's try to manifest or achieve the best year, the best ending to 2023, because we still have time and we can start right now. So this is not the end This is not the middle. This is the beginning of the best life you're ever going to have. This is the beginning of the best day. Today is going to be the best day ever. And this is going to be the best journey ever that you are currently on. And guess what? We will be doing it together. I promise you, because I will have a call to action for you to do something and a little assignment at the end of this episode. And we're going to do it together. So why don't we start with part one out of the three parts? Part one is our actions create our reality. So how did I get here? Well, I was sitting yesterday and I was thinking about goals and accomplishments and all these things. And it made me sad. I realized that years ago, I used to manifest things that I wanted and I believed in manifesting and I believed that it worked out because it happened to me. And I I don't think I realized until today that I stopped dreaming big. I stopped dreaming completely. I stopped thinking that certain things were possible and I allowed life to happen to me instead of making life happen for me. Instead of me making the best out of my life and instead of me being in charge, I was so focused on all of the things that I didn't have. 
I didn't even realize that by doing that, life was just passing me by. I would find things to distract myself, like a favorite TV show or obsessing over an ex. So then I didn't have to focus on all of the things that were holding me back, which was myself. It's as almost as if I preferred secretly to be stuck in a rut because at least then it felt familiar. You know, every day felt familiar to me than to actually try. And every day it felt like, oh, okay, well, it's too late. I would say things like, well, it's 4 p.m. now. So I guess I'll just try again tomorrow. Like what? Like, what am I talking about? Because I don't even go to bed until 2 a.m. So I actually had more than enough time between 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. to do whatever it is that I needed to do to try. I stopped dreaming. And instead, I just started watching other people's lives on TV instead of focusing on my own. And I remember when I was younger... I've talked about this before in my podcast. When I was 14, my life goal was to buy a house when I turned 30. And I manifested that and it happened to me. I bought a house exactly like I imagined that I would when I was 14 years old. When my parents were never able to afford a house in the US, we moved here and we were, my parents lost most of our money, if not all of it. And we were pretty poor, middle-class, lower-class family. And I kept telling to myself that one day when I'm 30, I'm going to buy a house in the hills with beautiful view and big open windows, and it's going to be mine. And then every time my dad and I weren't getting along, every time I felt like I hated my life, every time I just wanted to disappear, I would close my eyes and I imagined this beautiful house and it helped me escape from whatever current reality I was in. And then one day I turned 30. And I bought a house in the hills with big open windows and a beautiful view. And it took me, I think, around six months of living in it that I finally remembered my dream. I was sitting on the balcony already at this point being sad about bills or whatever it was. I didn't, you know, I was already onto the next thing to complain about in my head. And I sat around, I looked around and I realized, holy shit, I've been here before. I've dreamt of this house. I had it in my memory. I had it in my fantasies. When I was younger, I remember this house. This is the house that I manifested for myself when I was 14. This is the house that I kept dreaming of every single day when I was younger to escape from my reality. And now I get to live here. I dreamt of this house. I manifested this house. And now I have this house. But the crazy part is that that was one of the final things that I think I ever really wanted for myself. And I didn't realize that the things that I wanted in my life, I pretty much already achieved. And then once I achieved that, I stopped dreaming. And that's the scariest thing that we can do, in my opinion, is to stop dreaming. And we do this mostly as adults. We stop dreaming. We get complacent. We get comfortable. We stop being hungry. I look back at the girl in me who fantasized of owning a home. And it's because she grew up poor and she never had the opportunities that I now have. I mean, the other day I was at the grocery store shopping and I felt so thankful that in that moment I could just buy all the food that I wanted. I didn't need to count every single nickel and dime and to put some things back like I had to do when I was younger. It's really crazy how we take for granted things that feel so simple when in reality... At one point in our lives, maybe we, we didn't have access to that. Like, how could I take a moment like that for granted? How did I forget where I came from and the hunger that I used to have, literally? <laughs> like the girl that created daddy issues. It was during one of the lowest moments of my life. I was getting bullied at work. 
I was crying every single day. I isolated myself from my friends and I felt like I was stuck. I hated my life. I hated who I was. I felt so invisible. I felt like I didn't matter and that no one cared about me. No one cared if I was here or not. I allowed people to treat me like shit because it validated how I felt about myself. I was a nobody and they knew it. Everyone knew it. That's how I felt. Everyone was right. I was nothing. And yet somehow during my lowest moment, something beautiful came out of it, right? A completely new life. And it's crazy when you change your perspective on what rock bottom can actually mean. It's like, hey, you're finally standing on something. So it's only up from here. I have reinvented myself and my life so many times and it's always at my lowest. It's when I feel lost that something beautiful comes out of it. And the thing about feeling lost or complacent, that it's actually your body, your mind telling you that it's time for a change. The old way of living is not working for you anymore. And now it's time for you to finally listen. When I moved to my house in 2019, I was so used to previously living in such a small space that for the first six months, I lived upstairs in a small room with no outside light and just use my kitchen while the rest of my house remained empty. I always felt stressed and sad and gloomy and lonely until my mom told me to move to a room downstairs because downstairs, all my rooms faced nature and they had a beautiful view. Cause she said, how could you ever be sad waking up to such an amazing, beautiful view? And honestly, she was right. All I needed to do was to change my location and open my mind and see what she saw every day. I get to wake up and look outside and it just calms me down now. I love nature. I love God. It's in that moment that I realize how lucky and thankful I am to wake up on this earth another day, healthy and well enough to make my own decisions. I get to love people on purpose. I get to do the work that I love on purpose because it's my choice. It's always been my choice who I get to love, what I get to do with my life and where I get to take it. Everything I'm doing, I'm choosing to do. Like when I chose to live in the darkest part of my house and I felt stagnant and I felt sad every single day to when I chose to finally wake up today with a positive mindset to look around me and to feel grateful and thankful for what I do have. And that positive mindset will determine the rest of my day because I'm choosing that. And I hope that today you will choose that as well. I hope that today you will do something for yourself for once that makes you look forward to waking up every single day. It may take a while. It may not be right away. It may take a week to, you know, to kind of figure out what you actually want, but at least you're going to take the time and think about it. I still don't really know what's next for me that will bring me full happiness or even if that's possible. But I do know that we all have a backstory of the shit that we've achieved and the shit that we failed. And that once we achieve it, a lot of times we forget how hard we worked to get there and how much we wanted all of that. That at one point you dreamt of everything you currently have and we take it for granted. And me speaking of my own experiences, it's not in any way me trying to show off. It's me trying to inspire you, to show you that honestly, anything is possible. I'm just an ordinary foreign immigrant weirdo. And if I can achieve some of my dreams, so can you. I've lived in three countries now. I've been poor and I've been rich. I've been an accountant and I've been a meme queen. And I'm now a podcaster. I've healed my family's generational trauma. 
I've saved the broken relationship that I've had with my father after never kissing or hugging or expressing love to one another or saying I love you for 24 years. I remember when I moved out of my house, I thought I would never speak to that man again. And now this man sends me memes about cats every single day. I used to tell him that I hope I will be nothing like him when I grow up. And now I feel so proud to be a little bit of him and a little bit of my mother. I was in a relationship in my 20s for eight years. And I thought that that was my person, even though looking back, that wasn't love. It was codependency. Once I learned to love myself, I moved on from that fantasy of the life that I thought would be mine. If I would have stayed with this person, he would have wanted me to delete daddy issues. And I'm glad I didn't because, you know, it's funny how things work out. Funny how first it feels like time moves slow and then you end up looking back and you realize how much has actually changed and how your decisions create the rest of your life. But only once you get up and you make the decision to finally change it. It's only when you feel like you've had enough, like you don't want to feel like this anymore, like you don't want to be in the same place every single day. It's in that moment that something beautiful happens. You make the decision to actually try. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes the first part. Our actions, like giving up, creates our reality. And the next part right now will be our emotions which dictate our actions, which then create a reality. So what's holding you back from manifesting your dream life? Probably a lot of things, but mostly your emotions. And today I'm going to briefly cover one emotion called anger, which I will dive more into mid-September in my next solo episode. You're welcome. But when you walk around being so angry at the world, the world responds back by mirroring all of that back at you rage, anger, playing the blame game. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it is holding you back from having the life that you want. It's not the people around you or your shitty job or people who don't want to see you win, but it's you and your shitty attitude. When you start feeling like life has dealt you with a bad hand, you will start projecting an angrier, uglier version onto everyone around you. You will say, everyone is worthless, including yourself. Your bitterness will turn you negative, defensive, angry, short-tempered, and unlikable. The more you're going to project this reality, the more isolated you will become. You will then push everyone away who will try to love you because your inner lack of self-love will blind you until there's no one left. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You tell yourself that no one cares, that you're unlovable, and then you become just that, unlovable. When you start to pay attention to your anger, to your resentment, frustrations, and so on towards specific people, how you're projecting it towards specific people, you will realize two things. That one, no one has power over you without your permission. So the reason these people hold so much weight over you is because you allow it. You give them all of this weight for what? You let them live rent-free in your head. You turn them into this hill that you can't climb when in reality, they're just a bump in your life story. And then number two, your emotions are there to tell you something. Your anger is feelings of disappointment that someone let you down. Your frustrations is from your boundaries being crossed. Your resentment is from your perfect fairy tale being suddenly shattered. You can feel hate in your body. You can feel heartbreak in your stomach. You can feel resentment 
tensing up in your shoulders. Your emotions constantly have a message for you. They are not there for you to pity yourself or to throw blame at everyone around you. They are there to show us when we're stuck, when something is no longer working out for us, when something is not working anymore, when we've outgrown a specific situation, what we need to change, any unhealed past trauma that we now need to pay attention to, that we no longer can ignore because it's time for us to heal it, where we need to be kinder to ourselves because this is the moment when we actually need love the most. When we are hurting and are angry at the world and project all of this anger at everyone else, that is when we need love the most. It's your body begging for someone to pay attention, to care, to hold us, to tell us that it's going to be okay. And if it feels like no one is there for you, then it's a learning lesson that we are so much more resilient and stronger than we believe that we are, that we are capable of picking ourselves back up and being there for ourselves when no one else was. So I wanted to give an example of when I was recently feeling resentment. I was feeling a lot of resentment recently towards an ex of mine and I genuinely hated him. And then I hated myself for hating him because all that hate did was consume my mind. This man that I hated lived rent-free in my head. And no matter how much I pretended that I was happy, the minute I was alone, and I try to be alone often just so I could fantasize on everything I would say to this guy, if I got a chance, how he wronged me, how he hurt me, how he didn't deserve me. I let the days pass me by while I waited for the minute that he would realize his mistake and he would finally apologize. But guess what? That day never came. Instead, I was busy being consumed with hatred that paralyzed me, made me stuck in the same place, just waiting day by day as days passed me by while he continued to live his life, feeling zero regret to how he wronged me. So I was a genius and I finally decided to, you know, take action with my own hands, just kind of speed up the process. And then I told him we should meet and talk, clear the air. And he said, why would we need to do that? So I told him so he can apologize and then we can move on and be friends. And you know what he said? Why would I apologize when I did nothing wrong? You did this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. And it is what it is. And it's all good. My jaw dropped. I let this man, I let this boy live rent-free in my head for over a month, thinking he must be feeling bad for how things ended. He must be feeling bad for how him and his friends treated me. He must be feeling bad for what he did to me. Oh, I'm sure he's sorry by now. He just needs a little push. Of course, he's going to apologize. Of course, he's going to see what he did to me that was wrong, of how much he wronged me, of, of how much he hurt me. There's no way that someone that I chose to date and have in my life would be this heartless make me feel this slow, make me feel like I'm nothing. I mean, am I nothing? I started asking myself because that's how I feel right now. That's how I believed he made me feel. No matter how kind or nice I tried to be at the end, I could feel how much he hated me. And it bothered me. I didn't understand because to me, he hurt me. He blocked me. He ruined us. So how could you be the one to hate me when you're the one that broke my heart? And in that moment, I understood that my anger 
and my hate for him not only was holding me back, but it was also a disguise to what I was actually feeling, which was pain and loneliness and disappointment. And same with his hate and his coldness towards me, that I, for some reason, was so desperate to try to change his mind on that No, trust me, like I'm a great person. I kept trying to prove to him that I am great, not whoever he painted in his mind about who he thinks I am. But then I realized that our emotions had a message for us. He's probably just as disappointed as I am that it didn't work out. Very few people start a relationship together thinking it's going to end. Usually people hope that it's going to work out for the best, that you live happily ever after and then die together, you know? So when that doesn't happen, people are let down and a little bitter about their unmet expectations. So even for your ex out there who may hate you, like in my experience, and it's eating you inside like it did to me for a minute, it's because it's easier to hate you, to be angry and to blame you for things not working out rather than accept that relationships are hard. No one is perfect. And he probably just had as much to do with the relationship's failure and it ending as you did. In that moment, when I felt disappointment in my last attempt to get closure, I remember something that a guest on my podcast previously said, Simone, who is a relationship expert. She said something that really stuck with me. She said, do I want to be right or do I want to be free? So I could have told him off like I fantasize for a month. I could have made, maybe it would have made me feel better in those few little minutes of releasing that anger, but then it wouldn't have solved the deeper rooted issue, which was the pain that I was carrying. No matter what I would have said to him, he would have still believed his story and his reality that he's the victim in the situation. Just like I will continue to believe a different reality, which is my story, that I'm the victim of the situation. So there is nothing either one of us can do or say to change each other's minds or to make him regret his actions towards me. Unfortunately, you get to be the villain in someone else's story, whether you like it or not, and there's nothing you can do about it but to move on. So I asked myself, do I want to be right or do I want to be free? And my answer was free. I don't need to be right anymore or to prove a point. It's over. It's done. He showed me who he is, how we're not compatible. My feelings for him have been gone for a while. It was my ego that was holding on and refusing to let go, but he let go. And now it was time for me to finally let go as well. His last sentence to me that he had nothing to apologize for released me. And then I decided to set myself free from any resentment over a situation that I no longer had any control over. I chose peace over my ego and I chose love over hate. I decided that as long as I felt resentment towards this person, I was going to try and do the opposite. Instead of show him hate, I'm going to show him love. Even though he didn't deserve it, it wasn't about him. It wasn't for him because I knew it was going to help me heal. It will help me love myself more. Watching how I'm able to give love, even to people who don't deserve it, that I have the capacity to offer love to someone that has nothing to offer me in return. That is strength. I love myself enough now that I have more than enough love to spare, to go around. And I know that this love will come back my way, one way or another from the universe. Plus, you never know who might need a little sprinkle of kindness. So honestly, you should never be frugal with it. 
And mean, cold, heartless people probably needed the most. So I said something nice to him. And then again, in the last final time that we spoke, I fully released him, wishing him nothing but love. And you know what? Not only did it set me free, but showing him love cleared the area in my heart that was holding onto resentment. So now I had room in my heart open for love, for myself. I took away any power that I was giving this person and then I poured it back into myself. You will never look back and regret being kind to people. Trust me, I promise you. Not only do people not expect it, but it makes it harder for people to hate you. Plus, when you're kind, it means that you're at peace with what happened and that you've moved on. And honestly, nothing hurts more than that for other people, aka indifference. People are going to hate you. People are going to misunderstand you. People are going to paint you as the villain in their story. And there's not a goddamn thing that you can do to change their mind. And that is okay. You need to stop living for other people. And you need to realize that the only person that you need to prove something to every single day is yourself. You can't bring negative bad people up if they don't want to go up, no matter how much of a good person you are, it is not your job to fix them. You cannot change people that don't want to change. But unfortunately, the opposite is also true. When it comes to negative people, they can bring a good person down. So stay away from negative people. The thief of joy is surrounding yourself with people that make you question yourself, that make you feel unlovable, that the ones that will dim your light and take away those little things of value that once made you so special. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our second segment. And that leaves me with the third segment. Don't worry, it's short. <laughs> Which brings me to the third and last part of what is holding you back right now from manifesting your perfect life. We covered your actions that create your reality. We then went to your emotions, which dictate your actions, which then create your reality. And now we are left with the most important one, which is our thoughts, because our thoughts affect our emotions, which then affect our actions, which then creates our reality. Ta-da! Beautiful, right? <laughs> okay, so... I've said it before and I'll say it again. How you talk to yourself and about yourself matters. Our thoughts become our everything. So actually, technically, I could have had a fourth section because it would have been our words become our thoughts and then it continues to snowball, but I don't have the time. So I'll cover it another time. But you get the gist. I think a lot of people have a tough time realizing that 95% of your life is lived in your own thoughts. The external environment that really has nothing to do with the quality of your life, as much as the fact as how you choose to react to it. There's actually this research that maybe I've mentioned before that I was reading, and it's about how you can change a bad habit into a good one in seven days. You can literally reprogram your brain into turning that one bad habit into a good one in just one week, which means that if every day you wake up and let's say you look on Twitter and it makes you angry or you look at the news, that kind of ends up presenting the rest of your day. So then instead of those next seven days, you choose to wake up and not look at Twitter. So instead you replace it with a good habit. Let's say, for example, meditating or making your bed or something like that, whatever it is, creating one good habit in exchange for one bad one for just seven days. After those seven days, your brain will then reprogram 
for you to get used to doing that good habit. And then other good habits will slowly start to trickle in. It's kind of like if you, when you pick up exercising and then guess what? You most likely start picking up also eating healthier. Or if you normally always have a messy bed, not surprisingly, you may also be late to places or you may be a bit unorganized in your life. So you will be surprised how by just making your bed now for those seven days, it will help you become and feel more put together and more organized with the rest of your daily routine and in your life. Because all of the choices that we make are connected, no matter how big or small we think they are. When we think positively and when we focus on what we want, we are more likely to attract into our lives that same thing. This is because our thoughts and our emotions are a powerful force that can shape our reality. When we focus on the good things that we want to manifest, we start to notice more opportunities and more possibilities that align with our desires. It's like we are sending a signal out to the universe and the universe is responding to us with what we need. But it's just... It's not about just obviously wishful thinking or blindly hoping for the best. We also need to take action and we need to be intentional with our choices and we need to align that with our goals. We need to then put in the work to make our dreams happen, to make our dreams a reality. However, it starts with having a positive mindset and it starts with believing in ourselves because that can help us overcome obstacles and setbacks along the way, especially when there's moments where no one else believes in you. As long as you believe in yourself, that's all that matters. I truly believe that manifesting and thinking positively can transform your life. When we focus on the good, we start to see the good in everything else around us. Our relationships, our careers, and overall our well-being can all benefit from a positive mindset. So to conclude this, here is my call to action, okay? There's this other thing that I read, and it's about how what we say to ourselves becomes a reality. So there's this research that shows that it takes 44 days to supposedly change your reality. Meaning if every day you wake up right now and you look in the mirror and you say things like, I fucking hate myself. No one loves me. I'm so ugly. Then that becomes your reality. But if for 44 days you woke up and you start to look in the mirror and you said to yourself, I am so loved. I'm so beautiful. Even the parts about me that I don't love right now, don't love yet. I will love eventually, but I love everything about myself and I deserve to be loved. I am loved. People are obsessed with me. People worship the ground that I walk on. Money is coming my way. Everyone's hiring me for all the jobs. Love is coming my way. Whatever it is, you know? You know what? Today's gonna be a really good day. So if you say that to yourself every single day for 44 days, after those 44 days, you will reprogram your brain to believe that and turn that into your reality. You will actually subconsciously start looking in the mirror and going like, wow. I love the person that I'm looking at. And then you're going to be walking around with so much positivity inside of you that you're going to end up attracting people to you even more. And they're going to be like, wow, there's something about you. There's something about that person because you just shine. I want to get closer to that person because they must know something that I don't. Basically, it's the lucky girl syndrome. This is where it starts. The more valuable you see yourself, the more valuable you are to them. They'll just want to give you love and attention and they'll want to admire you. They will want to watch how you move because of all the positivity that will radiate from you. And it's because you created a new reality for yourself and all from those little tiny thoughts that you had in your head and all from talking kindly to yourself for just 44 days. Meditate, visualize, and then create 
your own reality and the universe will simply reflect back to you. A while back, I had a guest, Jay Shetty, on my podcast, and he made a really good point that I loved. He said how we place way too much emphasis on our feelings. And so what if we spend more time asking, am I happy with the thoughts in my head? Not, am I feeling happy? Am I happy with what I'm doing today with my day? Not, am I feeling happy? Because as you can see from what I just explained, we can change our thoughts, which changes our actions, which will then change how we feel. So do you get it now? You don't have to have a crazy imagination. You don't have to be delusional. You don't have to believe in fairy tales. If it's not for you, that's okay. You don't even have to believe in quote unquote manifesting. You don't even have to know all your goals right now to change your life. All you need to do to change it, to manifest a better life is to be kind to yourself. And honestly, for just 44 days, how crazy is that? I'm literally giving you the easiest possible way right now. No need to write down your goals if you don't have any. No need to believe in things or in a future you can't see. But just all you have to do right now is just believe in yourself for 44 days. So will you do this 44-day experiment with me? We can even start together. And will you share your experience with me? Like I would even love to share it on my podcast. Like pick some of you guys and share your experience to see how it worked for you. Like from day one to day 44, where you're at mentally in your life, how much it changed for you once you started being nicer and talking nicer to yourself. Maybe you can even document your experience on TikTok and tag me or in your DMs. Like, why don't we do it together? Are you down? Maybe we'll hashtag it adulting 44 or almost adulting 44. I don't know. You guys tell me, but... Are you guys in? Because what do you have to lose except a bad life and a negative attitude? So let me know. And why don't we do the 44 day challenge together? Let's manifest a better year. Okay. I love you besties. I can't wait to hear from you and let's start today. Bye.